Hey, what's up, Kiki crew? This is your girl, Coco, with another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, guests, or family come on the show, and we basically kiki about whatever the topic for today is. And so today's guest, I'm actually really excited to have her on the show. I ran across her TikTok and she basically said something that kind of caught my eye. So I wanted her to come on the show and just kiki with us. So Samara, you want to go ahead and say what's up? Hi. (laughs) So we want to get into the conversation as to why she's actually on this show today later on. But, you know, we start every show with the drink with Coco. And so the drink with Coco is always recommended by the guests. And so Samira recommended tequila and lemonade. So what exactly made you choose this drink or over anything else? Um, So I chose this drink because I truly love tequila. Um, I love how it doesn't give me a hangover. It mixes well with lemonade. So I love lemonade with anything. So it's kind of like my go-to in the house drink if I don't really feel like being like a mixologist, but it still like gets the job done. Okay, okay. I cannot relate um, to tequila. Me and tequila do not have a good relationship. Oh man, I can drink a nice margarita. I can drink tequila mixed in things. Okay. To drink like we taking shots of tequila. Your girl has not had no good nights on that. I have found mm-hmm. myself crawling to the bathroom, <laughs> trying to make it to the bathroom, like just not a good night for me. So I definitely, outside of margaritas, maybe a, um, what's that other drink that's made with tequila? Um, mojito. Is that tequila? Mojito's tequila actually rum. Rum? Mojito's rum. Oh, okay. Well, I like those. Yeah, mojitos are good. Mojitos are definitely good. Yes. And so as she's drinking tequila with lemonade as of late, I just so happened to run across a bottle of crown peach. So I have been drinking crown peach and lemonade. So and that's been really good. My friend, I was talking to my friend about it the other day. She was like, I think I talked about that drink for at least 10 minutes. She was like, are you still talking about this? I said, well, I really like it. And you know how you know, I want to go I and like try it. it this weekend. I feel mm-hmm. like I need to try. I feel like I need to try it this weekend now. Yes. So crown, because like I said, not a lot of places it's limited edition. So you can only get it like once every blue moon. Mm-hmm. I went on the crown website because I was like, I want to do, can I order it online? So I don't have to pay $60 for another bottle. And they deliver, but only to certain places and they not delivering in Georgia. Darn. So, and I think it's based on like the stores in the area that may have it. Yeah. Cause I think it offered like delivery services like DoorDash or something like mm-hmm. that. So it could I was be much a Drizzly. Mm-hmm. I know there's an app called there's like an app called Drizzly that like I think it's like a liquor type delivery kind of like um Grubhub and stuff like that. But maybe it has to be like a want in your area to have it in stores. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's not delivering in Georgia, which I'm surprised because you got Atlanta right here. But I guess people in Atlanta, they too busy on Casamigos. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's definitely what it is. What's your favorite uh, tequila? Um, I like Espolone or I can do some Casamigos as well. It just depends. They're both real smooth to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, for a long time, Patron had people in the choco, so. No, <laughs> I was not on. When people were on, when people were in the Patron headlock, I was on my Hennessy wave. And now I can't even do Hennessy without like getting the chills and just, oh, mm-mm. Girl, I love Hennessy. Hennessy mm-mm. makes I think I drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull and Red Bull is my favorite, but mm. you know, I'm on a healthier me this year. So I've not had no Red Bulls. It's one mm. in the refrigerator now. And I'm like, tempted. Maybe, maybe I'm saving it for a drink one day and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you should look at it for a real good like celebration drink. I'm gonna crack open this Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Yes, a celebratory drink. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but now that we got this drink with Coco going, we're gonna go ahead and get into the word on the street. And when I say 
this word on the street, I feel like it's pretty messy. It was a lot of moving pieces. And I will say, I didn't really want to talk about none of these topics because I feel like it was just too much. Like I had to get some background information, but you know, first, now I talked about this on the show before, which was basically Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, him shooting her and that whole situation. So now they're actually about to go to trial and the trial's been postponed until early April. But what has, so so many things have happened since they said court was being pro- postponed. So you got DJ Academics jumping in the conversation. And I was really confused when I read he was commenting about it because I'm like, what do you have to do with this situation? And and the thing that he was commenting, he was commenting as if he was like in the courtroom, like with like actual factual like facts. And I'm just like, who made you the spokesperson like immediately after court was adjourned to release this? It was it was just very like, let me be the first one to drop it and just be in everyone's business per usual. Yeah. And he's saying like, you know, Megan is trying to do some type of PR stunt. And it's just like, well, what you call it? Because how you done jumped yourself in this conversation? Exactly. With some <laughs> with some information that technically, according to Megan and some other lady that's in the courtroom, mm-hmm. is saying that this documentation has never been presented, which is yeah. basically a DNA test saying that um, the results were inconclusive to finding his DNA on the weapon. And I'm like, so how would you, like you said, how would you know it was presented if you weren't there? Right. And of course, Tory Lanez is like, bam, they said my DNA wasn't on the weapon. So boom. And then Megan like, what documentation that wasn't presented? So what are you talking about? Then you got Megan posting text messages about how he was apologizing to her. Yeah, that's when it got real messy. Like real messy, real fast. Yeah. And then Tori's talking about some only because I was messing with two best friends. That's why I was apologizing. And I'm like. I had to read that a couple of times because I was real confused about that. And I was like, is he saying like he was like at the same time at like I was just like that I feel like he did that to like be a divergent because yeah. that was very like out of the blue and I felt unnecessary to for him to put that out there about two women but he's already shown me who he is so yeah exactly so it's just like Tori you not either way you're not making yourself look good right you know whether you apologizing for shooting her or whether you apologizing for messing with the two friends like you trying to make you you're trying to belittle the situation mm-hmm. you know it, it's on a scale of you us you shot somebody and you trying to downplay it like I didn't do it the only reason I was apologizing is this reason but if it was three of y'all in this situation Kelsey didn't shoot Megan Megan's mm-hmm. not gonna shoot herself right who else like Y'all ain't presented nobody else in this situation. So who else shot the girl? Exactly. It's just, like you said, I think he's definitely trying to belittle the situation and make it like about something else, especially with him, like throwing this whole being with two best friends thing like that was totally like, so how do we get from point A to like now we're at Z? Because there's some stuff that was missing now people are asking more questions and it's like the more questions people ask and like focus about that what he posted they're going to forget about the real issue and the real right. reason why all this is going on and the person who was injured and a, and a victim and put in a place of like almost dying she could have died from that yeah yeah like he could have hit an artery like mm-hmm. she could have bled out like there are so many different scenarios that could have happened that he's trying to downplay Like, I get you want to maintain your innocence because it is innocent until proven guilty. But with that being said, just be quiet. Like, Mm -hmm. aren't y'all about to be in a trial? Like, why are you out here entertaining this? Right. And where are your lawyers? Like, why? Where is your PR team? Where are your lawyers? Like, where are the people who are supposed to be like, let's take his phone because he's about to ruin his life by doing too much? Exactly. 
So I Tori needs to take like a few seats, take a step back, something, and just be quiet and let let be what's gonna be. Cause yeah. it's been what's done is done. You can't go back and change that now. So now you just need to let what's gonna happen happen and take the consequences that come along with it. Yep. And Meg, like the only thing I could say for her is just probably just stop entertaining it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the more you respond, the more ignorant shit he gonna say. And then DJ academics still inserting himself in the situation for no reason. Making it worse, right? Yeah. Gaslighting the situation pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good word. Definitely. That was definitely that was definitely the role he was playing. Because he knew exactly what he was doing, whether he knew that the that that evidence or that statement was put out or not. Like he knew that he would get some type of clout off of like being the first one to stir the pot and get them yep. to back tussling again. Yep, because he you know how the girls like to tussle, so it was it's, it's one of those things. Like, bro, you knew what you was doing. It this was a PR stunt for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, so I I think all parties involved just need to to be quiet, and you know I'm glad that Megan Thee Stallion has recovered, is doing well, and of course you don't wish any any ill will to any black man, black person, right. but in this instance, I do believe in you know if you do the crime, you do the time. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah. Then next, we got Delicious making this random post on the social medias about how she married a narcissist, a liar, and a cheater, and how her truth is going to come out. And I'm just like, when I read it, I was like, well, what happened? What? Right. It's like, what? I'm scrolling trying to figure out what went in the past two days. Like, what did I miss that mm-hmm. led to this? And it was just, a very to me it's given like PR stunt by her ending my truth's gonna come out or whatever that verbiage was like yeah oh some it's a tell-all coming or like you have to like tune in to somewhere else or stay tuned in to me to see what's going on with sis you could have really just said everything you had to say in that one post but you know like it's going to create a buzz right but. and so so yes delicious is getting a divorce and she was married to Raymond Santana If you guys aren't familiar with who he is, he was a part of the Central Park Five who were arrested back in 1989 for uh, rape and assault of a white woman who was jogging through Central Park and basically basing it on, I guess, a series of events that were happening in that area at that time. And all five individuals were teenagers Raymond was 14 years old when he got arrested, like clearly a child. You know, all of these boys were children. Um, The police were coercing them to make confessions. And then thankfully in 2002, they were exonerated. He received received, um, a little bit over $8 million for, for a total settlement of 41 million between the five individuals. And so, of course, you know, he out here just living his life, doing him. And back in 2020 or maybe 2019, he and Delicious had started dating. And then six months later, they got married in 2020. And then so now we not even a good two years in maybe and they're getting divorced. So I saw somebody in the comments say, well, what did you think? was gonna happen with this man like he out of prison he living his best life you know whatever but at this point he had been out of prison for 17 for a while yeah it was like fresh out yeah he went fresh out so it's just like I don't think you can use that as a as you a, know as a, a reason a for him being a liar and a cheater or, or a narcissist or whatever you want to call it but um to me it was definitely given gold digger vibes because let's let's think about how we even got introduced to delicious she was the winner of flavor of love too flavor uh, flavor flay i just had to take a drink for that because (laughs) 
because some of the, some of the girls don't remember that's how she got introduced from mm-hmm. literally Flavor Flav. That was one of like the first real reality TV shows out. Yeah. Yeah, you um remember the best man holiday and she was like, you kiss Flavor Flav on national television. And that's the only, when I think about her, that's the only thing that I can think of in my head is like- That's everyone's connection. That's the only connection you can have. Yeah, like you kiss Flavor Flav. Like I'm one of those people, I don't like to call people ugly. Um, I pretty much try to see the best in people, but- Flavor Flav is definitely one of those individuals that I don't give a damn how much money, what kind of money, I could not. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you 100%. I will politely pass and keep it moving for me. Exactly. Mm. So I definitely think that, like you said, this is some type of PR stunt for Delicious because um, Raymond, as of yet, hasn't said anything except that it's been, you know, documented. He's filed yep. for divorce under un- unretrievably, unretrievably broken. Um, so, which I, I can understand, like, if you're in a place where you just know, like, you can't reconcile with this person for whatever reason, those mm-hmm. are the, that's the kind of statement they put in your um, divorce right. decree or whatever. So I think it's unfortunate because I love love. I think everybody should at least experience love once in their life if it's not a forever thing. And, you know, unfortunately, because this isn't Delicious's first marriage. I think this is not. No, it's her second marriage because I think her second daughter, her father was like an NFL basketball player or something. Okay. Okay. So, you know, this isn't Delicious Delicious first marriage um I'm not I don't know if this is Raymond's first marriage but I definitely think like they have the opportunity to go forth and find somebody that they can be in that type of relationship with um but it just sucks when you have to literally go through the bumps and the bruises and all of that just to get to the happy place yeah it definitely does Mm mm-hmm so I think that is a good transition into the hot cup of cocoa as we talk about, um, you know, just dating, finding that happy place with someone and just the the beginnings of dating. And so in this week's cup of cocoa, hot cup of cocoa, Samara is here to talk about have like this TikTok video I found. So it got a lot of rev- like it was I think it was like in a lot on a lot of the blogs, but mm-hmm. pretty much she made a post that first impressions are everything and which they are regardless if it's dating for a job interview, meeting a friend, like first impressions are everything. And she mentioned how she was going on a date with this guy She went by her dad's house before going and she knew this guy liked cigars and her dad's into cigars. So she got her dad gave her a cigar and a cigar cutter. And, you know, she took it on her date. And, you know, so you want to give it to (laughs) us from there? (laughs) Yeah. So um, like like Coco said, I went to my parents' house on the way to going on my date and my dad had cigars. I was like, hey, can I have one of your inexpensive cigars. He was like, sure. He was like, by the way, like you could have this free little cheap cigar cutter also here. Boom. So as I'm heading out, my mom was like, oh, Samara, you can't just give this to him. Like as, like as is in hand, she was like, you have to make it look nice. Like at least wrap it. I'm like, well, I'm pressed for time. Like I got to go. She's like, well, here, take some twine in this paper bag and like make it work. So I literally took (laughs) some twine that was left over from my sister's wedding and a paper bag from our grocery store. And just like, nicely wrapped it put some tape on it and tied it up and I was like okay this will be nice to give to him so um I'm going to our date or whatever and we meet up and he has like gifts for me as well which like I wasn't expecting but you always think like a guy should like have flowers for you on the first date or like something little like a little token so yeah um I get and I see that as well and I hand over my gift to him and he's like what's this I'm like oh like I just remember you said you like cigars from our few conversations and um I just wanted to like 
show you I'm appreciating you just making some time for me today. I know how busy you are. And in the process of me handing that cigar over, I decided to jump on TikTok and just like make a little video for my few hundred followers that I have that never really make any commotion on my pages. Yeah. And somehow someone reshared it, didn't like what I had to say. And it just, it went crazy across like TikTok, Twitter and Instagram. And I think even Facebook, but I'm not really on Facebook, but people were sending me things, but those three platforms, it was just really crazy. Okay. So how did you giving him that just small token of like a welcome an introduction of yourself? Like, how do you feel like that set the tone and are y'all still dating? Uh, I feel like it definitely set a tone. Um, maybe nothing like too crazy, like, oh, you have to always gift me when you see me, but it kind of put me on a level like I am appreciative of you and you should probably be appreciative of me. And you're seeing that I can do nice little things without even you having to ask for things. So the fact that I'm a good listener, like you should be aware of that. That means I'm going to always be on top of you. I'm going to be accountable for things you do, things like that. So I think in a way of just showing kind of who I was without really having to say too much was like the level I was setting for him to know like, okay, I'm doing this with some type of intent behind it. I'm not just out here for like the $40 free meal or like just trying to get out the house and stuff like that. I was actually like trying to change my dating ways as I'm about to turn 30. And I'm just like, okay, let me do something. He mentioned cigars probably 50 times in our two conversations. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I know that this cigar was free. I paid nothing for it at all. And the fact that I was able to give this man a gift while still having a whole evening that he planned out so beautifully, like I, that made me feel good also. And yeah, we are still dating. (laughs) Oh, nice. That's (laughs) I I love to hear that. I think that's super dope. Um, And I definitely think it set the tone, like you said, not necessarily that every time we see each other, we have to give each other anything, but that you do pay attention. So that's one. And then two, it, I think, points out that it's the little things that count. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even though it was just a cigar, like you said, you heard him mention this cigars a couple, a few times, a lot of times. And so it was just like, oh, I know my dad likes cigars. So let me grab a cigar real fast, you know? Right. Um, and even if you had a, like you, cigars are inexpensive. Even if right. you just went to buy just one, it, they are inexpensive. So exactly. it still shows that you put some thought into it. Um, And I think not enough people do things like that to show that, you know, it's the little things that count or I thought about you. Um, And especially when it comes to men dating, like I can't, honestly, I can't remember the last time somebody brought me flowers on a date or, you know, whatever. So I think that's dope that both of y'all did that for each other unknowingly that like not knowing this was going to happen. Yeah, and that's like the crazy part. Like, I didn't think it was going to like get as much traction as it did. But like, I feel like sometimes our society makes it seem as though the person who doesn't care the most is like, oh, like they really are the one that cares. And it's a weird game we're supposed to be playing and making it seem like people shouldn't be dating. Or I, I just feel like social media and just society in general is making it harder for people to want to take that risk to date. Cause I'll, I won't lie. I was, I was afraid today. I was very close-minded. I had like a guard up and ideas of the type of men I didn't want to come across, but still being very weary about like expressing myself and letting myself try new things. But I can say like trying something new led to something that's like going really, really good for me. And I'm kind of happy that I tried something new and went out on a whim. Yeah, I definitely think that you know, society has their idea of what dating looks like. They have their gender roles that they think should be happening or, you know, they just have these ideas of how you should be doing your life in general. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it's important when you are dating to make it a point to do things the way you see fit versus how everybody else says you should do things. Because- what works for somebody else may not work for you, you know? And even though, cause I know I, I was reading some of the comments and, you know, the whole idea of putting men on this pedestal or making them seem like the prize when the woman is the prize. Like I get that. 
I get mm-hmm. that comment or that argument based on men out here, some men, not all men, some men out here don't take the time to do those little things to actually court mm-hmm. a woman. So I get that concept when when people say like, we got to stop letting these men think they the prize and da, 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 da. Like I get it. But then also in that conversation that you had, apparently there was something there that also let you know he was not that type of man. Yep. And that's what I think people for like didn't understand. Like, even though I was like, oh, y'all are only talking for like two days before y'all decided to meet up. Those two days, like the whole day, it was like a weekend. So it wasn't like we were at work. We were literally on the phone texting, like in that 48 hour span or whatever or whatever it was. We talked about a lot and covered a good amount of information, like not just the, oh, what's your favorite color? Like we each went into this with some type of intent. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of made clear very forward I was very clear about why I was dating I wasn't just out here because I was bored I let him know yes I'm afraid to date but I'm trying something new this that and the third and his reaction was kind of like okay well we can try this um you can pick the date spot all this he he was kind of allowing me to have like the control so I felt comfortable enough to try give him a try but still he was leading he was still being the man that and that's what I wanted I want someone to lead but still like let me feel comfortable don't just take the reins out the blue because we're dating the first time like let me at least get the feels out if I let you know hey this is something new to me and I appreciate that he did that right so do you mind saying like how y'all met (laughs) so we met through social media um one of my friends who's a realtor had posted some of his content and I was like oh he looks good so I went to his page and before like liking any of his pictures or DMing him, I saw we had a mutual friend in common. And our mutual friend was actually one of my really close girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And they actually work in the same office together and like okay. basically work right by right by each other every day. So I reached out to her beforehand and I was like, hey, who is this? Um, is there anything bad you have to say? And I trust my close girlfriend group very closely. Yeah. So I knew that what she was telling me like wasn't going to be a lie or too far fetched. And she was basically like, I have nothing bad to say about him except he just works too much. Like he overdoes it because he wants to be successful and he understands that he has to put the hours in now to get to that point. So I was like, oh, that's nothing bad at all. I work a lot and it, it will it will work out. So yeah, um, I she let him know. And so I liked some of his pictures. And then he jumped into DMs and was like, hey, um, I'm so-and-so. Uh, so-and-so told me that you were kind of asking questions about me. Here's my number. Reach out whenever you um, are available and can talk. So I was like, okay, so I let some time go by a few hours and then I reached out and that's kind of how it went and how it's going now. Okay, I think that's pretty dope. Like just doing things on your own terms because Mm -hmm. like I said, if I feel like if you listen to everybody and what they think you should be doing, they have you out here single, you know? And it's nothing wrong with being single, but not at all. And I don't necessarily think it's settling because you're not doing what other people say either. Mm -hmm. It's you're taking the time to learn your situation and navigate through it versus listening to old girl over here like, oh, he ain't doing this or girl, you can't be buying him nothing because whole time she's going to be expecting that all the time. Mm hmm. And then I, I just think there are, like, what everybody needs and wants are different. Yes. Um, I, I think that's a big thing. Like, what you may value, I may not value. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I think everybody, I think everybody can say, like, ooh, if I had me a, a money bag, yo, or, a, you know, these men out here, you know, doing all these, uh, all these lavish things for their mm-hmm. girl. I think any woman would say, yeah, I want my spouse to be able to do that. I but agree. And it's also, there are also men out here who are hardworking. They don't have all the, all the extra money that they may have, but they still do what they can and make you feel what like they have. Good. Right. Um, and of course, I, I mean, there are a myriad of men out there people out there that will give you what you want and what you need um and I I think it's important to keep everybody else out your business Mm -hmm. 
because the most the more people you let in it's like the more room there is for someone to say something about anything you do and it's just like you shouldn't have like outside voices un unwanted outside voices telling you what's right with your relationship when you know what's right and they yeah. might not know everything that's going on except what you're telling them and sometimes you may only be feeding them the negative so they have this preconceived connotation to already feed you back the negative because that's what they feel like you should hear and it's just like sometimes like you should keep things like private and yeah like on the with that being said sometimes now I'm kind of regretting the whole like TikTok video because people are still asking like almost two months later like oh how's it going I'm just like it's it I'm like I don't respond but in my head I'm like why are people like this is like still going and it's like it's still a conversation which I enjoy because the conversation is about dating and real life things and situations that people go through on the daily so I'm glad that that's happening but it's like weird that people are still like asking about how it's going yeah I, I definitely think one thing I learned about social media so there was a relationship that I had some years ago and I was like all excited about this relationship. And, you know, you see other people posting all these amazing things about their person and you're like, oh, I want to be able to do that too, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, you know, I'm posting us, like we going out, make a post, whatever. And when we broke up, you know, people would ask like, oh, how is he doing? Or you know, whatever. And then it was just like, I don't even talk to you like that. Why do you think it's okay right. for you to ask me, how is my relationship going? If you don't see me posting him no more, maybe you should catch a clue. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm the type of person, even though I don't say things to people, I always peep things. Mm-hmm. So like, if I notice like this person is not post, like it's been a minute since I seen them you can put two and two together and be like, okay, okay. Mm, something must be going on. But you know, I ain't gonna say nothing because that ain't none of my business, especially if I don't talk to that person often. Right. It, it, just because I posted on social media does not give you the right to be like, okay, now I can ask you whatever I want about y'all because that ain't none of your business. <laughs> but I feel like people get that real confused real quickly. Like they feel as though, Oh, if they post it, now it's a part of my business and I have the right to ask questions and be invested. It's like, really? That's not what that was for. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same way when people, you know, are pregnant and then they have the baby and they like, um, you know, I don't want to post my baby just yet, Uh you know, whatever. And people be like, let us see that baby. You done posted the whole nine months. That's our baby. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh God, that's when it gets like weird. When people are like, they can't just relax. It's like, if I say I'll post the kid or I say I'll post the person, it's coming. But like you forcing it and constantly asking, it's like, what's going on in your life? Then? Are you not, are you not happy over there? Are you that bored? Exactly. Like, I'm definitely one of those people like, your business is your business. You tell me what you want me to know, mm-hmm. you know? And if we close enough, of course, I'll ask questions that I right. think are okay to ask, but even then still, like, I still won't ask questions that I don't think are appropriate. Cause I feel like you tell me what you want me to know. Right. Like I had a a friend reach out to me not too long ago and we hadn't talked in a while. And so, you know, I'm like, Oh, how you doing? You know, whatever. She's like better now to me. If you say you want me to ask now, you want me to ask you. Yeah, but I said, that's like, you want me to ask, like, well, what do you mean by now? Like, what, what was going on? That's, a, that's an yeah. opening question right there. You, you want me to ask what's wrong. So you can't get mad if I exactly. ask Exactly. You can't get mad if I ask you questions. But if I ask you how you doing and you be like, you know, everything is good, you know, whatever, whatever. I shouldn't be asking, you know, other questions. All right, I'm going to take it. You good, okay. To what mm-hmm. we got to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Because when she said it, I showed her at the message and I was like, is she looking for a response? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what she want? Because I didn't really bargain for this when I answered this message. Like, I'm really sitting there like, <laughs> I just want to mind my little business. That's it. It's like, but I know she want me to ask. I know she yeah. want because I like people used to I mean now granted I am nosy if I want to know something I'll find it out um but I used to have this one ex he would always be like you always knowing somebody business and I'm like I can't help that people feel comfortable talking to me you know like 
I just be minding my own little business. Mm-hmm. Like all my friends can attest, I am be- like very radio silent. Like you see, you may see me post on the social medias. You hear me on this podcast. And I really be like, I be tired of talking. Like I talk on the podcast every week. I got to yeah. talk at work all day, every day. I got to think all day, every day. When I get home, I don't want to do none of that. I don't want to talk. I don't want to think. I just want to be to myself. Be, be in my space. Be in, be in my area. It's chilling. Yeah. And especially, I think like, you know, we get so caught up in we just want to be with somebody because I've definitely mm-hmm. been in that space before. Like, I just want to be with somebody. I just want to be with somebody. And we never really accept or get comfortable in our single spaces. Mm. because when you think about it when you're single you got all the time in the world to do what it is that you want you know and and even when you're just dating like say you going on a girl's trip you gotta run it not run it by that person but just be like Like, let them know yeah let them know like this what's going on you know xyz when you want to be by yourself and you in a relationship you You gotta make time for that person (laughs) you know and sometimes i just be like shut down I don't want to explain nothing yeah like me and my dude he he lives in Atlanta so we are hour and a half away we see each other on the weekends we don't see each other every day and I can appreciate the time that we are apart that's like like me and him like we only see each other like on weekends one of us will go like at least on one weekday we'll go back for I'm like I told him from jump I'm like I love my space like I like being in my home and so but Mm -hmm. when you're here it's cool but right now that if it was for every day I might be real annoyed. Yeah. I, like, I'm used to my space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm legit. Like, I like my space. I like my time to myself. Because mm-hmm. when we together, you know, we together. You know, I'm enjoying my time with him or whatever. But the time I have away from him, I really do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, people was like, y'all, excuse me. They was like, y'all need to see each other more. I'm like, no, I don't. If it works for I'm you, good. then that, it, it works exactly for y'all. Yeah. Now, my time together, comes over. I'm probably trying to be in his skin, but, you know, when we apart, like, we text exactly. all day, we FaceTime, and shit, sometimes he call and I be like, why can't <laughs> you just text? What you need to say on the phone? <laughs> I think we all, we've all been there. But I, know I, have. I definitely think people should enjoy the time that they have to themselves because mm-hmm. when I was in that really serious relationship that I was all excited posting on the social medias when we broke up I kid you not I felt so relieved I was That's like good. I don't have I felt free <laughs> I was like I can just do me I don't have no, to that's real though nobody else's time no one else's feelings mm-hmm. yes them feelings that's that's the catcher right there them feelings <laughs> And, you know, as a woman, like you would think I like I am an emotional being. I, I could sit here in front all day like I don't get emotional. I am very emotional when I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a man's emotions, it's on a whole nother level. Yes. Yes. yes and yes. I just be like. I don't know what you want. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> I, like you got to do something. Right. So I I definitely say like, you know, we can ask to be in a relationship and I think we can find relationships that serve us. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like there is a purpose to that relationship that serves both parties. In the same token, like I think it's important to realize you don't have to spend every waking moment with that person. Um, And And you just still have your own life when you're in a relationship. Like when people get into relationships, and they're just always connected to the hip with that person. It's like, if that person were to leave you, like, can you function without that person? Like, do you still t- talk to your friends? Do you go out with your friends? You go out by yourself. It's just like, it becomes a codependency. And it's just like, you still need to have that you time that you can at least get, if it's not even an hour, 30 minutes just by yourself. But some people really are just like, I want to be up under, there's a like a level of being up on your skin. And then like, you're becoming like obsessive and can't yeah. do anything without that person. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and just some advice, some more advice <laughs> that I would give women who are dating um, with the intent of meeting the one, like not everyone you meet is going to be the one. 
Right. But I definitely think that it's important to know what it is that you want in a spouse Mm -hmm. and know what you want in a spouse and be okay if that person has not found you yet or presented themselves. Um, Because, and, and that can be a downer too. To be constantly dating and feeling like I figure it out, just not meeting this person, like the person will come. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely 100%. say don't lower your standards to make somebody the one, because mm-hmm. then you'll end up legit stuck. Because then there's no way of having that person understand. Okay, like I was here when we met, but really I'm here. It's like you now you're going to have to figure out all that middle space where that person may not be able to rise to your your honest level and now y'all have created some type of bond or love or marriage or family and it's just like there's no wiggle room now because you guys kind of are each at this low level when each of y'all could have been slowly rising together yeah yeah and i know um i saw recently someone posted um the the date it was low-key like the dating with potential conversation mm-hmm. and I think it's okay to date a person with potential as long as you actively see them working towards the goal yeah you know now if you got somebody sitting here saying yeah I want to be up I'm in my mid-30s I'm not trying to be with no man talking about I'm trying to be a rapper no no no, no sir no. We're not doing that. We need to figure out another career plan today. (laughs) Right. Right. Something that's going to make you some money now Mm -hmm. and not taking money away. But then also understanding, like, if you do date someone who is an entrepreneur, like, understand there are going to be some ups and some downs with that. And I feel like that's, my mom calls it sometimes being cut from the same cloth. Like, sometimes if someone has only done corporate America they're used to nine to five being able to stop work at five o'clock not have to think about going home but you have someone who's an entrepreneur who literally has to wake up at the crack of dawn and doesn't stop working until they crash on the couch or whatever because they constantly are their own boss they're their own um, employees they're the back end of everything you definitely have to either understand that from jump or be willing and open to learn that routine because it's like my sister and her husband, he came from corporate America. She is an entrepreneur. She's been a hairstylist forever. Yeah. And it was a big adjustment for him to understand like, okay, on Saturdays, if she says she's done with clients at one, but she's really not coming home to like two, that's because something may have went wrong. A client may have came late. Um, a hairstyle may have took longer. Like it's, you have to like be understanding that just because that person is out here creating their own life and own career, it doesn't give them the freedom to just shut things off at five o'clock or four o'clock. Like they're constantly having to build and and push forward. Yeah. So I definitely think like in dating, those are things to consider. And like you said, maybe being with someone who is cut from the same cloth because their, their hustle and struggle may not match your hustle and struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, um, And that's, that's a big thing. Like that can be a big hindrance in a relationship. If you feel like you can't get on the same page with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because schedules, I mean, because time, quality time is important, you know, Um, and whoever this busy person is, they have to make like the F the conscious effort Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I may have to stop working at this time or you know, I need to at least not be able to schedule that time in. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's not like every day, but you can be like, Hey babe, how about next Wednesday at such and such we block out this time we can do X, Y, and Z. Or you like, even like just taking the initiative to show that I'm trying and I'm making time. I think the other person should be like, okay, you are, you are trying to be in this relationship and give the same amount of energy, whether it's like, like 50 50 or whatever the percentage may may be it's still something being given while they're still like pursuing their own career and building a life for them Mm -hmm. and especially for people like in their 20s like in your 20s I think people are trying to figure out what it is that they want to do with themselves and the whole equally yoked thing Mm -hmm. that's important um because if you're not equally yoked, how can you 
expect for a, a relationship of longevity. Yeah. So I definitely say when you're initially dating someone, definitely really think about what it is that you want in a mate. Write that stuff down. I'm a big believer in manifestation. Manifestation. Manifestation is real. Like I believe, I believe in manifestation 150%. Yes. So I definitely think like, write, write, write whatever it is that you want in a, in a spouse. And there's this, um, this one thing, like I'm, so I had, um, a group of women come on this show last year about manifesting or whatever. And one of the things that they talked about was candle work. So there are candles that have different colors that mean different things. And basically you light this candle for seven days. You write whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. You sit it up under that candle for the seven days. You pray about it every day and, you know, watch, watch God work. Mm-hmm. But um, like I, I did that last year um, with me buying my house or whatever. I've like, I've always been very self-sufficient, very independent. And I knew I could do it. But when you working in uncharted territory, you just yeah. like, I just don't even know what to expect. You know, I, I pray, let me be able to buy this house by myself without nobody helping me. I did that. Um, I prayed yes. for, it, it was a, a lot of things that I prayed for that ended up happening. But this one specific thing was something that I really wanted to happen. And, you know, like people tell you stories about their experience in buying a house and Mm -hmm. I was all nervous like oh my gosh like they gonna still be asking me for paperwork all the way up until the day of and like my my process was very smooth whatever they asked for I gave it to them uh, up until I think like two or three days before we closed on the house I think the what's the the realtor had called me to say something a document was missing like I didn't sign something in time we might not be closing on the house on Friday you know on that day I said I know you lying um I said because I talked to the the bank and the bank said we good to go so we just need need to double check something again sign this paper (laughs) real fast and she I'm calling the bank and they're like no as long as you acknowledge or you know acknowledge that you received it Okay. You don't have to sign anything. And I'm like, okay, cool. And everything works smoothly, but I definitely believe like it's, it's a thing. Um, vision boards. I believe in doing vision boards. Um, my house is on the vision board. Um, you know, I'm still manifesting about this podcast being great. (laughs) And it will be, and it will be, I believe if you speak it, you claim it, you put it into the universe, it'll happen. You just have to truly like like you said, you have to manifest and really believe that and claim it daily. Yeah. And you can't just be like on the whim, like, oh, I want this. Like you have to be, you have to be really intentional about what you're manifesting. Also, you can't just be like, I want money. You know, it should be like, I want a career that sets me up for life. Something more yes. specific like that. Yes. Yes. So I, I am a big proponent of manifestation. I definitely think if you're seeking to find the person that you want to be in a relationship with, um manifest on it and anything else you want in your life mm-hmm. manifest on it if you want a better job manifest that you yep. want um like I said you want your your person to come into your life manifest that you praying for your kids manifest whatever it is you want for your kids like it there's so much power in the tongue and I I definitely think like you like you said you have to be intentional mm-hmm. and that I think is one of the biggest things about dating like some good advice about dating is be intentional you know let it be known up front what your intentions are because you're not wasting your time and someone else's time because someone will be like oh well maybe that's not what I'm into so we can finish this date but I know not to like get excited for number two and stuff like that like you don't want to ever waste someone's time or waste your own time yep 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 so I definitely think like be intentional in everything you do. And it's no different with dating. Yeah. So do you have any last words that you would like to, to say? 
before we um, get out of here? Um, so for anyone who is out there dating, just be yourself. Do what feels right for you. If you don't feel like gift giving, don't gift give. You might have another type of love language. You might learn what a love language is, but just have fun if you are out there. If you are out there in the dating world, because there's someone out there for everyone, I had to believe it. And I kind of believe that it's true with like the situation I'm in, but just do what feels right for you and just be yourself when you're dating and have fun. Definitely. Um, definitely have fun. Um, I think it's okay to take those dates if you um for certain about someone because to me even if you did say okay I'm gonna go on this date with someone that I'm not necessarily attracted to maybe you may find yourself attracted to their personality you know what I'm saying like you never know so why men out there talking about some a woman gonna accept the date even if she don't like you what if that's just part of her vetting process Mm -hmm. so go on that date take that meal and if you don't know you if you know you don't like him after the meal then you know, do what you got to yep. do, but uh, still go on the dates, take mm-hmm. the deals, because you never know. You might really like that person's personality. You might really like the way they treat you. They might just be all the way different from anybody else that you ever dated. Because looks fade after time, if we're being honest. Like, he yeah. might not look like that in 10 years, but his personality and how he treats you will probably always be the same, if not better. Yep. So... That is it for this week's Kiki and with Coco. Samara, you want to let people know where they can follow you at on social media? Yeah, on Instagram, it's Samara.Curtis. That's S-A-M-A-R-A dot C-U-R-T-I-S-S. And on TikTok and Twitter, it's Samara Curtis. Same spelling, both ways. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I hope I wasn't one of those people you like, why do you think you can ask these questions? No, not but, at all. I'm fun. <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed you coming on the show. It was a very smooth conversation. Um, you are a super dope individual. So again, thank you, thank you. you for coming on the show and thank you. And thank so you. that is it for this week's Kiki and with Coco. Y'all can follow me on social media at Kiki and Wakoko on all platforms. And until next time, bye.